Evan, I mean every word I'm about to say. I watched Republicans steal a Supreme Court seat from President Obama. I watched them pack the Supreme Court with three of Trump's radical justices. I watched those justices take an apocalyptic vote to decimate Roe v. Wade. Now I'm going to make them regret it by kicking every last anti-choice Republican out of office for what they've done. If Republicans think we're going to sit back and let them rip reproductive rights away from millions without consequence, I'm going to prove them dead wrong. I only need one more gift from 50320 before tonight's end of week deadline to have one of the biggest Democratic fundraising halls in history. Flatten Republicans in this election and make them rue the day they ever came after our country's women. There is no turning back from this, Evan. I cannot overstate how badly I need your $15 in this moment to save women's constitutional rights for generations to come. Will you step up? You can Who chip in that? more than 15. <laughs> uh, this is thank you, Nancy. I forgot that part. Uh, mm. It's my friend Nancy. The Pelosi ones go so hard and she took a different tact every single day mm-hmm. since the decision it's shock now she's in a fighting mood yeah i love the ones where it's like you need need five gifts from your zip code <laughs> <laughs> like it matters you just want my money yeah yeah that one part you read was so revealing what a travesty this could be the biggest democratic fundraising hall of all time they sure didn't act like it when they uh, had their Supreme Court court seat stolen, you know? <laughs> I don't remember. They they assumed they were going to win the election, I think, which is yeah. kind of the, the thing, isn't it? With Ruth and uh, replacing... Like, what, it was going to be Merrick Garland anyway, so, like, he's <laughs> kind of uh, not in the good graces of liberal Democrats anymore <laughs> yeah. uh, after the January 6th stuff, because he's not going to prosecute any of it. Even though it keeps getting worse. (laughs) Yellow triangle with exclamation point. Roe v. Wade. Arrow pointing right. All caps. Overturned. Yellow arrow with exclamation point. The GOP celebrates today as the Supreme Court votes to overturn the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. This is an outright attack on women's rights. Rush in $19.73 today to help me fight back in Congress. Team. Today is tragic for women. As this decision goes into effect, dozen of trigger law states around the country <laughs> close their doors on access to health care and reproductive rights immediately. The rest of our nation is to follow. Rush in $19.73 to stand with me as I continue to fight against this wholeheartedly. Was this written by a machine? <laughs> <laughs> Your friend in the fight, Cindy Axney. It, it also says if you saved your payment information with ActBlue Express, your donation will go through immediately. Well, it's just convenient. I'm glad that they're looking out for our convenience in this in this you know challenging time. Anything really helps, honestly. <laughs> I like how the call to action buttons say "Rush" in 1973, which of course, as we all know, is the year that Roe yeah was was uh, decided. I would rather rush in 2112. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot cooler, wouldn't it? <laughs> Do you think uh, 
that's a secret signal to Putin. Russian. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Cindy Axney comes out against Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> All caps, red font. Breaking, breaking, breaking. <laughs> Donald Trump endorses Kim Reynolds for re-election. <gasps> Stella. This endorsement couldn't come at a worse time! Exclamation point, exclamation point. The floodgates are wide open, capitalized, for Trump's <laughs> MAGA network to try and buy the governor's seat. They already have it, though. They already have the seat. <laughs> we refuse to let them. We need 5,000 grassroots donors to chip in $3 to help us fight back. That's $15,000 when all is said and done. <laughs> Little goes nice. a long way. Yeah, it all adds up. Let's defeat MAGA extremism together. Chip in $3 to Democrat Deidre DeGier. I just want to note, as someone who has created email marketing campaigns in the past, that this CTA does not follow best practices. Mm. It is three lines long. It should be a lot shorter. Oh, call to action. That's what CTA is. Okay. Yes, it looks like shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Teach them. <laughs> i mean the democrats have a deep bench if they just take us off the bench you know what i mean <laughs> she goes on to say what we've always known has just been confirmed stella kim reynolds continues to stand by trump in hopes it will lead her to another political victory that part was in bold text mm -hmm. this next part is italicized <laughs> donald trump might think he knows best but here in Iowa, we get to work. We support each other. And we figure out solutions that work for everyone. The last thing Iowa needs is another four years of Kim Reynolds using our state as a stage to spread Trump's extremist agenda. This next part is highlighted. <laughs> Stella, our campaign is community-focused and people-grown. What the fuck does that mean? People-grown. <laughs> as opposed to grown in a lab. <laughs> 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 not one of those test tube campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the Impossible Burger. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a farm human to table campaign. <laughs> <laughs> this is an art artisanal heritage seed campaign, baby. But Deidre can't win without grassroots funding from folks like you, Stella. This next part is either a link or, yeah, it's in blue. And underlined, mm -hmm. we don't need out-of-touch polit politicians. We need real community-focused leaders. As a fellow Iowan, will you chip in? Will you chip three dollars to Deidre's <laughs> campaign today and fight back against Trump and Reynolds? Goal chip five chip. <laughs> okay, and then we go asterisk asterisk goal five thousand grassroots supporters asterisk asterisk. Yeah, this one was all over the place aesthetically. Yeah. The formatting really, is bonkers. Really like, they're trying to draw your eyeball to everything, and it just turns into, <laughs> like, it's way... What, who is writing this? Who is formatting these emails? And who is responding to them? <laughs> <laughs> some, some, I mean, they, they gotta be working. Yeah. yeah. They gotta be working. Yes. Hopefully 5,000 people chipped $3. I mean, you'd think that a more personal appeal might be a little bit better way to go for such a personal topic. But well, this one I think came out before the row. <laughs> oh, did thing. it? Yeah, the ones Stella sent me were kind of earlier this month. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess it isn't. Either way, yeah, it's 
just not personalized at all. Well, hold on. It says Stella four times. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Just talk talk to people like they're fucking humans (laughs) instead of (laughs) pay pigs. Uh, I have one from uh, moveon.org. Oh, boy. Which is uh, everyone's favorite. Uh, Will you print out and display this sign to show your support for Roe and abortion (laughs) rights? Days after a Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe, abortion rights are all everyone's talking about. Friends, political leaders, journalists, and more. It's crucial to make sure that continues. Abortion rights are on the ballot this November, and we can't let anyone forget Hmm. it. Here's one immediate way you can help out. Print out these signs, or make your own, to hang in your window, distribute to your local community, and proudly show that we're going to fight, vote, and win for abortion rights, or win abortion rights in our communities and on the national stage. Now, the signs are... Declare independence from the GOP. Vote November 8th, 2022. Row, row, row the vote. November 8th, 2022. (laughs) Our bodies, our vote. Overturn the GOP. Vote November 8th. 2022 oh, yeah. that famous that famous declaration our bodies our vote <laughs> yeah yep that's what they were that's what they were chanting uh whether you bring these to your local fourth of july events hold them outside your local republican cam- campaign offices to send a message hang them on the community bulletin boards and in shops and cafes or proudly display them at your home or workplace or on your car or bicycle you'll be helping create a national visual display of what's at stake this november and it really will make a difference for folks from all walks of life to see these signs and these messages and then they asked for five dollars a have month. Have you seen but, any of those signs? Uh, I have not seen any of those signs. I, I, I do like the any. suggestion to make your own because I think <laughs> I think uh, our group could come up with some better ones. Row, row, row your votes. Pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty pretty clever. I'm guessing um, abort the court didn't make the yeah. the final cut for this official official list of signage for the party i do have a neighbor like a block that way who made like a big homemade sign that just says abort scotus in their yard which is pretty cool (laughs) they should have put some blood on it but yeah it's a cool message (laughs) with like um you know those tiny little model like plastic models of fetuses like hanging Mm -hmm. from it that'd be cool (laughs) yeah what if you like made a sign that said like cut off head and then you were like <laughs> nancy pelosi told me to yeah, <laughs> yeah. move on.org told me i could do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i also could not picture these signs as anything other than like the very standard printer <laughs> size like one piece of computer paper printed yeah. off um, and let's see eight and a half by 11 Exactly. They all there's, say, like, there's like streaks in it because your ink is running out. <laughs> they all say move on very prominently. Um, <laughs> of course. That is a bad... I know it's that's the name of the pack or whatever, but that is a terrible message just like right now for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Move on. <laughs> move on for Bernie. Move on. Yeah, I forgot I had this. I think I got it when I was in Minnesota in 2016. <laughs> I found that the other day. That's cool. Yeah, it would be nice if the uh, Democrats moved on from their current leaders and, uh, <laughs> you know, replace them with people who actually are going to, like, fight for these things instead of 
spamming your email box with yeah. this yeah. bullshit. I think Move On started during during Bush, right? Yeah, I believe so. They've been around for a while, for sure. Yeah. I don't think they're quite as prominent now. But um, and also, they're talking a lot about a 52-seat Senate majority. They're asking people to vote so they can expand the Democratic majority in the Senate by two votes. Two who mm. are committed to taking bold action to make progress. We can end the filibuster, pass the Women's Health Protection Act, and immediately <laughs> codify the protections of Roe into law. We won't stop there. A 52-seat majority of bold, committed Democrats will let the Senate act on a range of issues, including real accountability and reforms for the corrupt right-wing justices and the illegitimate Supreme Court. Anyway, I just think it's funny how they increase. Yeah. It's always like current number of seats yeah. plus two. I mean, plus obviously, two. it's because it's, it's like Senate, it's because of Banchin and Cinema or whatever, I'm sure is why they're specifically yeah. asking for two, but it's like, you already have a majority. <laughs> What, weren't there, like, the exact same numbers in... I remember when Trump was president, like, weren't there votes that came down to, like, a 50-50 split, and then mm-hmm. Pence Yeah, Pence had to was make... a tiebreaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about those. the horrific shit that the Trump administration was able to get done with the same numbers. Like, yeah. why... Yeah. Or just, <laughs> like, looking at, like, was banning abortion ever a popular national policy? No. Like, a committed minority can do things that are unpopular if they have people who are committed to making it happen. Like, the vote stuff, it's just like, if anything, this should show you that, like, a committed leftist party could do things with the power that they have without having to... I mean, again, it's just a constant never anything where they're always going to need more votes to do whatever yeah. because they're not never going to actually discipline the people or like you know the big tent bullshit is gonna weigh out any exactly. like ideological there's concerns. so much that's the hardest part is like there's so much they could do like when the supreme court challenged fdr's policies during the depression he was like okay bitch i'll get a bunch more supreme court justices on the court and dilute your power and they fell in line and he never had a problem with them. Like <laughs> you said, uh, you say FDR. Yeah. That reminds me. Wasn't uh, Biden supposed to be the, the next FDR. Didn't that- I read that in like <laughs> millions of headlines? <laughs> I, I do recall that for a uh, few months right after the inauguration. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they meant not in, a lot since then though. In, decrepitude perhaps sorry fdr <laughs> he will end this term in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or like do anything to fucking mansion and cinema to like yeah. do something to them take you their know, seats their senate committee seats power, away yeah threaten uh to sponsor their uh primary challenger like there's a million things they could do just kick them out like why do we need them in our party if they're not gonna like <laughs> 100%. At a certain point, they, they don't want to enforce any sort of ideological, oh, that's a, a litmus test or, or whatever the fuck bullshit they're going to okay. say. But it's the thing that annoys me about the mansion cinema stuff is there's like, I'm sure, like at least like half a dozen other like swing state moderate Democrats who are cheering them on privately because they yeah. don't want to stick their neck out and have to support mm-hmm. policies that are going to be repeated in attack ads from Republicans for the next months and months yeah i mean pelosi campaigning for an anti-choice democrat in the months before the yeah, Roe v. Wade decision guy. 
And yeah. the fucking Biden administration and all the Democrats had a two month lead time. They knew this decision was coming. What the fuck did they do about it? You know, I know that's yeah. what's so fucking crazy. Honestly, we did more about it than they did just by releasing one podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not our fault. <laughs> we did everything we, we did could. Our job. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I need your immediate attention. Trump's Supreme Court just ruled to rip reproductive rights away from every single woman in this country. That's some good alliteration. Ruled to rip reproductive rights. Nice. I don't say this lightly, Justin. How we act today will decide the future of reproductive rights. We can either sit back and admit defeat to these far-right extremists, or we can rise up meet this once-in-a-generation moment and marshal a response so historic that we make every last <laughs> anti-choice Republican regret what they've done. Please, Justin, I've never needed your support more than today. Can you chip in $15 so we can win these midterms and finally codify reproductive rights into law? Justin, this isn't a normal fundraising email. Oh, really? And a normal response <laughs> Could have won't suffice. Me. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, Republican operatives will look at our results from this email to see whether strong Democrats like you are fired up. If we post the same run-of-the-mill numbers, McConnell and McCarthy will think they can get away with anything. Oh, God, they, oh God. they sent the email. Oh, God, the email. So, Justin, I'm asking you to step up in this moment of crisis. Our only option is to marshal a response so historic 100,000 gifts before midnight <laughs> that we defeat every anti-choice Republican that made this happen, expand our majorities, and finally codify our reproductive rights into law. So, Justin, can I expect to see your name on my, quote, pro-choice champion list tomorrow morning? <laughs> I know you're livid, Justin. We both are. But in times of crisis, our only response can be to stand up and fight for what's right. Thank you for fighting with me on the right side of history, Nancy. <laughs> this was Nancy Pelosi emailing me from the address info at cindyaxneyforcongress.com. <laughs> hmm. I like the idea that they're going to make the Republicans regret doing what they've like planned to do for fucking decades. Come on. Yeah. If you chip in $15, they will feel bad about what they've done. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I love the phrasing, uh, finally codify our reproductive rights yeah. into law. From mm -hmm. Nancy fucking Pelosi. <laughs> How many chances have you had to do this? She, yeah, she of all people. <laughs> so, so fucking infuriating. Um, I really want to read the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, number four. So, Evan, do you want to read the oh, Cindy yeah. Acti one? <laughs> no, you, you go. I, I already I have one after that. <laughs> that okay, isn't I'm on gonna, the list. I'm going to do them a little out of order, Justin, if that's okay. So yeah, the, I just threw them up here. This is from the Iowa Democrats. <laughs> um, and the, the subject line of this email is, I see why am I. So, in case you missed it. Everything is fine. Upside down, smiley face. <laughs> oh, they're just so quirky. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
It's Which the little dog in that. the house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm fluent in sarcasm. <laughs> I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. I love my dogs. And yeah. I support Cindy Axney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear my ray gun shirt when I go vote tomorrow. This email says, last week was not good. <laughs> if you need help finding abortion care want to get involved in the fight for reproductive rights or learn about how the Dobbs decision will affect access in Iowa here's some resources we've put together so um, resources not bad they did include Iowa abortion access fund but god fucking read the room I'm sorry I'm not ready to be fucking flip about this quite yet (laughs) surprised there's not any gifts in this email (laughs) Jim Halpert turns to the camera. <laughs> Roe v. Wade was overturned. Tug's collar. <laughs> I can see that. I can imagine it. And it's not good. Uh, I have one that's not uh, specifically about Roe v. Wade, but it is about a prominent uh, a woman in the Democratic Party. Breaking new rankings show that the Rachel Maddow show is the most watched cable news program among Democrats, but we still have no record of whether you turn in, tune in. Do you watch the Rachel Maddow show? Yes. No. Team, this is a huge win for Rachel Maddow. In recently released rankings, the Rachel Maddow show averaged nearly a million Democratic viewers per episode. That's a larger audience share than all of Fox News' controversial primetime pundits like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingraham. Uh, Ingram. Uh, but we've dug through our records and we couldn't track down whether you are one of the Maddow show's millions <laughs> of viewers. Please lock in your response tonight so we have your corrected information on file. Answer, missing or outdated, do you watch the Rachel Maddow show? Yes, no. And then it's got an asterisk. If you've recently responded or done so with a different email address, thank you. Online records may not be up to date, but don't worry. Your responses have been recorded. Yeah, in case someone came to your door and asked you this, it may not have been reflected (laughs) in the records yet. (laughs) Who sent you that? Uh, This is from the Democratic uh, DSCC, which is like the Democratic uh, Senatorial Campaign Committee. They have a lot of really funny ones that are like, do you still approve of Barack Obama? Yes or no? Or then <laughs> like, I mean, what? yeah, I know. <laughs> and then if you click, I tried, uh, there is one I got that was like, do you approve of Biden? Yes or no? And I click no. And then it like, it just doesn't register that at all. It's like, what are the reasons that you approve of Joe Biden? And then it's like a list of all these different, <laughs> yeah. different things. It, it doesn't matter. It's a lot like those Trump emails that would go out like, how much do you love President Trump? A lot or a very lot? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Okay, so we're three years in the future. The United States government has been overthrown by fascists. And they're deciding who to send to the camps first. And they pull out the list of <laughs> the people who say they watch, who elected to say that they watch Rachel Maddow. <laughs> yeah. I-, I love how that 
it's it starts out like the most watched cable news program <laughs> among Democrats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! And also, the uh, subject line is "Re Maddow's show on MSNBC." <laughs> so they're just like, replying to your yeah, email yeah. asking, I, I, "Am I on the? Am I registered?" <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> I sent them an email saying, "Have you registered my support of the Rachel Maddow program on MSNBC?" <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm being counted. Your vote counts, Evan. My, my vote, my vote, my choice. Yeah. Your voice doesn't matter, but your consumption of a television program matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that's the funniest fucking thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> so funny. It's very important. <laughs> I get so many emails. I, I just, uh, it, I think it started because I got a uh, text message from a Democrat like a couple years ago, and they're like, uh, "Just wondering if you'd like to opt in from, from communications from us or whatever." And I was like, "I guess." And then they're like, <laughs> "All right, you're you're added." <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I know they sell the email lists back and forth, so I, I, I yeah. get like so many for Val Demings, uh, Fetterman. Like all of the mm-hmm. swing state ones that they're trying to get all the outside money for, uh, Sherry yeah. Beasley, uh, Tim Ryan, like it's it's all the same fucking <laughs> names. Like I literally get like three a day from Val Demings. It's <laughs> it's crazy. So the the last two from Cindy Axney that I read came out on the twenty fourth, the day that the uh, decision came out, and this next one is from Monday, June twenty seventh. So. Uh, we'll see if she's still uh, keeping on message with the the abortion rights thing, or if she has moved on very quickly to something else. <laughs> we'll see. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Justin. I hope you are doing well. This is three days after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. I hope you are doing well. <laughs> I am excited to invite you to an upcoming Rally for Our Democracy on Saturday, June 9th, Again, this email was sent to me on June 27th, (laughs) Saturday, June 9th at 6 p.m. at Fox Brewing in West Des Moines, Iowa, with special guest, Congressman Adam Schiff. Oh, man. I love that guy. He's so cool. (laughs) I'd be so grateful if he could join us. And uh, so it's actually July 9th, if folks listening want to attend Fox Brewing, 6 p.m., contribution levels so here's the minimum amount of money you can pay to go to this fifty dollars as a guest yeah don't you guys have to pay fifty dollars whenever you're a guest at something when you go to your friend's <laughs> party i like to chip fifty dollars yeah <laughs> with a golf club you get your golf fire or your uh, golf clubs out and you <laughs> you, chip, <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you chip them <laughs> A stack of bills. Yeah, three dollars folded up on the the tee. <laughs> oh, you don't use a tee if you're chipping. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's right. Yeah, just drop it on the ground. Uh, and then the the tiers go all the way up to twenty nine hundred dollars. So if you're so inclined, you could max out donations to go to this rally for Cindy Axney and Adam Schiff. Oh my god. No mention of abortion rights in that email. <laughs> This one was scheduled way in advance. They had this yeah, one sure. in the in the cannon ready to fire and then Roe v. Wade yeah. happened. I got a similar invite to uh, Zach Wall's birthday party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> minimum of $30, I believe, to uh, 
attend. It's his 30th birthday, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, it's July 31st, so you can still go. Yeah, guest $31, yeah. supporter $100, partner $500, host $1,000, champion $2,500. Oh, it's his 31st. 31st. That's hilarious. He's younger than us. <laughs> or at least me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's younger than me. Okay. Not a lot younger, but yeah, younger. Okay. Um, well, since you brought him up, I, I did want to talk about this on the show a little bit. His Abraham Lincoln tweet. Mm. <laughs> Was this yesterday? I'm calling an audible. I didn't have this in my notes. It was a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Over the last couple, of days, couple days. Yeah. Okay, two days ago. Zach Walls, who is the Iowa Senate minority leader. He is mm. like the, the ranking Democrat in the state of Iowa. He, he runs unopposed. He's in my, I live in his district. Uh, he doesn't run against Republicans at all, but he, and he's, you know, about 30 years old. He's the, basically the leader of the party in Iowa. He tweeted this two days ago, July 2nd, that he tweeted this. And we're in the midst of, you know, the Supreme Court going buck wild, <laughs> doing, doing all of the conservative fantasies. Scrometing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anti-trans stuff going crazy all over the country, too. He tweeted this. Quote, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic chords of memory will swell when again touched, as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. This was Abraham Lincoln who said this. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting on those better angels for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For anyone who maybe is not familiar with that quote, that is from Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address. So he was saying these things as multiple states had already seceded from the Union, and the official start of the American Civil War was about two months away. I'm surprised uh, Zach didn't decide to post his less famous quote, if I could keep the Union together without freeing a single slave, I would do it. <laughs> It, similar spirit, similar spirit, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. It's just like, do you have no self-awareness about what you are posting? Like the context of that quote, like, do you think you are in the same kind of moment that Abraham Lincoln was in? And do you think that saying these words in that situation had any positive impact? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> When they go low, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first shots were fired two months after that for the Civil War. So, hey, maybe maybe we have something to look forward to there. And also, the, the man who said that was shot in the head uh, about four years after that. Yes. <laughs> shot and killed by one of those people he was saying were his friends. But was, yeah, was he shot by an enemy or was he shot by a friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so thankfully, uh, people roasted Zach for this abominable, abominable take. I mean, people are, I think you said Justin, and I don't see one either, a single comment in support of this yeah. kind of message right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it kind of goes against the email fundraising stuff, right? It's the same with like the yeah. Pelosi stuff where the emails are so strident, but then mm-hmm. she's still out there saying like, like I remember the good Republican Party and like yeah. all this stuff mm-hmm. about bipartisanship and it's still Biden too. Yeah. it's crazy the 
gap in the rhetoric. Yeah, while while Axne is sending these emails that are like everything hangs in the balance on your fifteen dollars, she's also got like Representative Jayapal tweeting like, "We need Cindy Axne, our greatest bipartisan yeah. <laughs> Congresswoman, to stay yeah. in office." Why are you talking about bipartisanship? You just said, like, we're all going to die <laughs> because yeah. of the opposition. <laughs> it is funny that Jayapal is campaign. I mean, I guess they campaign for everyone because whatever. They're all fucking Democrats. Sure. But yeah. Axony is definitely one of the most conservative Democrats in right. like, <laughs> Congress. Like, the, the leader of the progressive caucus is saying explicitly, like, I love Cindy Axony because she's so bipartisan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your purpose? What's your role in Congress? <laughs> well the republicans are like their co-workers like yeah. they want to get yeah. along with their co-workers they don't see them as adversaries they see them as like their colleagues 100 percent. yeah yeah well that's because they're yeah. all representatives of capital and not ordinary people yeah yeah i just want to quickly read friend of the pod taylor's response to zach's tweet just because it'll be like cathartic to to read it <laughs> yeah taylor got pissed yeah oh, i fucking love when she goes off like this <laughs> your voters do not want bipartisanship when the other party is trying to kill everyone what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't even <laughs> pretend to get that and after you and andy shot your mouths off about taking donations to fight the gop on abortion fuck you <laughs> <laughs> As always, well said, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one that that Natalie submitted. Uh, she's she's feeling under the weather, so she can't join us right yeah. now. But this is one that she sent us. This is from Nancy Pelosi direct. The uh, subject line is, "I don't know what to say." <laughs> I asked you Monday. I asked you Tuesday. I asked you Wednesday. I asked you Thursday. <laughs> I'm truly sorry to ask you again today, but my team just informed me we failed to meet yesterday's first end of quarter deadline since the Supreme Court's ruling. I won't sugarcoat this. If I don't reach 1,387 more gifts before midnight to close the budget gap, it will be the single most devastating setback for Democrats' chances of winning this election and protecting women's reproductive freedoms nationwide. If you've been waiting for a moment to step up with $15, this is it. Can I count on you? I just received an emergency phone call that made my heart drop. Honestly, I hope that's like an arrhythmia. <laughs> yeah. That's literally, I was like, is Nancy still fit to serve? <laughs> I hope your heart drops right out. out your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I asked you Monday, I asked you Tuesday, I asked you Wednesday, I asked you Thursday. I think the <laughs> fact that they call it gifts makes it even yeah, more yeah. like manipulative. It's like you're asking for money. Like again, like it's it's the passive aggressive thing that's just like yeah. so off putting. And it doesn't sound yeah. optional the way no. you yeah. phrase these. Don't emails. call it a gift. This is <laughs> you're extorting money from me. Yes. <laughs> you're doing everything short of <laughs> of that. Yeah. You're taking advantage of my emotions, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's totally manipulative. So fucked. Yeah, I hate the way they use the word gifts also. It's like, where's my president? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I would like also like to see the. Uh, I mean, obviously the numbers that they add to those are just like totally made up. If I need, yeah. need one thousand three hundred and eighty-seven <laughs> more gifts, give me yeah. a break. They chose a very specific number, so it seems real. Yeah. Yeah. It would be funny if that was, you know how they insert your name in each of those? It'd be funny if that number was also like randomly generated for each recipient. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> I get ones now that uh, are addressed to like Jones. So they either. <laughs> Dear Jones. Dear Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed on some of the ones that you got, Justin, Justin is not capitalized. So. Yeah. Sloppy. Yeah. I, I, I must have been signed up for one of these lists with my name, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on any of these lists, by the way. Same. Yeah. yeah. Probably I'm, participating in a caucus at some point. Mm-hmm. Or just like if you've ever donated anything through Act Blue. Bernie probably betrayed me and gave them my email address. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to register as a Democrat at one point, right? So they have access. Yeah. The parties have access to all that information, yeah. and it's they so easy to get sell your email it address back and forth. One hundred percent. I do get the uh, our revolution ones, which are you know the Bernie remnant group or whatever. Yeah, and they're. I think I unsubscribed from those because it was too depressing. They're yeah, they're Aww. depressing. They're they're actually way more <laughs> depressing than the other ones, but they're a little more grounded in reality. Uh, yeah. basically talking, I mean, like the one, most of theirs are about like how Democrats have failed us. Mm. Yeah. So it's, I can see why you don't subscribe, but they're at least a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more sober. List, I'm on some list, um, called pack to the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> this one's not Roe v. Wade. It came out a few days, I think before the decision, but I just thought it was really funny. This one is again from the pen of Pelosi. The noodle of Nancy. Do you think she really <laughs> writes all these? <laughs> She's prolific, if so. They use her name on so many lists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the style is so similar across all of them. I don't think it gives us any clue to, like, Nancy's writing style or anything. <laughs> Nancy writes, or the person ghostwriting for her, my jaw just dropped. NPR just declared the unthinkable. <laughs> Republicans are poised to lose five Senate seats. Ron Johnson is in danger of losing his seat in Wisconsin. Marco Rubio is in danger of losing his seat in Florida. And Republicans are in danger of losing three open Senate seats in North Carolina, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Mark my words, Stella. This is our once-in-a-lifetime shot to flip these five Senate seats. (laughs) Clinch control of the Senate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and sure <laughs> gotta rush in and clinch this one babe <laughs> and ensure that mitch mcconnell never rises to power again but only only this can only happen if we step up our fundraising efforts this instant to outraise mcconnell and dash his hopes of regaining control of the senate she felt like, what is this writing? I mean, <laughs> I need 3,200 gifts before midnight to pull off the biggest Democratic wins in history before the clock runs out. Can I count on your $15 before midnight to help me in this make-or-break moment? Stella, I need you to understand. I need you to make a choice in the next four hours. A uh, pro-choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my body, my vote. 
Either you can let Republicans use every cent they've got to smear Democrats with attack ads, wear down our lead, and lie their way back into power. That's one option. <laughs> or you can rush an emergency $15 gift before midnight, close our budget gap, and keep Mitch McConnell out of power for good. But I need your help right now to raise 3,200 gifts before midnight so we can launch into action, rush resources to the most critical races. God, this is fucking long. And they just say the same yeah. stuff over and over. And hand McConnell the most devastating defeat he's ever seen. God, I've never read any of these emails this closely. They're so yeah. repetitive. So repetitive. Yeah. They must have a list of like the words that need to be in the email, like clinch, rush. Yeah, Biggest. which ones need to be capitalized? Yeah, yeah. devastating. I mean, woof. power words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of that one that you got um, is at the end of that. There's like the like pack information, and it mm -hmm. says Nancy Pelosi's groundbreaking new initiative, and then in quotes, elect Democrats. <laughs> is tirelessly committed to electing a powerful slate of progressive champions up and down the ballot. So this this like program that they're they're doing is simply called Elect Democrats. <laughs> this groundbreaking new initiative try to win some elections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why haven't they tried that? God. And of course this like handing mitch mcconnell this defeat it, it doesn't come at like him actually losing his seat it's uh <laughs> these other no. yeah. seats in wisconsin and florida and whatever mitch mcconnell himself will never lose and in fact he's like in the minority party right now and still winning like everything yeah. he wants is being enacted so <laughs> mm -hmm. mitch mcconnell stays winning <laughs> that's right evan do you have any more well let's see uh, I have some Rob Stanford auditor. <laughs> but they're yes, they're not abortion. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> they're not okay. abortion centric. <laughs> Feed me that pizza and milk, baby. Goes down so smooth. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right, I'm about to give you five reasons why I hope you'll chip in five dollars towards our big twenty five thousand dollar goal before tomorrow night's deadline. Evan, ask your father in law. $25,000, that's, that's yeah. nothing. Papa, can I have a check, please? <laughs> Iowa taxpayers need a watchdog, not a lapdog. A state auditor can't be afraid to sniff out and call out fraud and wasteful spending, which already disqualifies Todd Halber. A uh, state auditor must put the job over party. This should be number one for him. I call out wrongdoing no matter the party, the perpetrator, Democrat, Republican, Independent, and everything in between. What about outside? <laughs> Everything on the outside. <laughs> I've got the experience. Since my days as an assistant attorney general, I've always put the well-being and trust of the taxpayers first. He'll find the bucks. In my first, first term as state auditor, the office has identified more waste, fraud, and abuse than any other single term from any other state auditor. This one's pretty boring, actually. Uh, he's also laying the groundwork for more Dems to win in Iowa. It's not the one with... Uh, I gotta find the one with him and his dog. Yeah, I was hoping the dog metaphor with this one would continue a little bit more. He'll Our governor wants corruption. a pure lap dog, not a watchdog. Wow. A pure lap dog. <laughs> so probably one with a lot of congenital conditions. <laughs> An <Yeah>. inbred <laughs> kind of dog. <laughs> we don't need an auditor hobbled by congenital hip dysplasia. 
We need a watchdog. <laughs> Let's shake things up a little bit and start with the bad news. While I know our campaign has what it takes to defeat my own opponent, Todd Halber, he will be backed by some powerful people who would much rather have a pliable lapdog in office than a vigilant watchdog. <laughs> they could decide to swamp me later in this race. Oh, my God. He really does. It's like, every one of these has a dog metaphor <laughs> in it. It's pretty impressive. Anyway, I mean, it fuck did, him. It did He's... make me perk up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all for you, Stella. <laughs> Do you want me to add you? Do you want me to sign <laughs> no, you up? No, thank you, please. No, no, no. I don't know how I ended up getting his. I mean, I like I said, I'm sure I got sold to, sold from someone else's yeah. list, but... Well, yeah. maybe if you stop emailing them, telling them to put you on Rachel Maddow's viewer list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I it was my fault for trying to make sure that I was counted as a, a viewer. <laughs> uh, as a Maddow Mad Dog, yeah. Um, this other email, this one came out, I think, before the Roe decision. Um, I know a lot of liberals are really closely watching the January 6th hearings. and Yeah. Well, in fact, the, all the Supreme Court decisions were actually intended as a distraction from the January 6th hearings. That's right. Which is, of course, yes. the most important thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this um, message comes from elect, is it Fontes? Yeah, I don't know. This is an Arizona person. I don't know how the hell you got on this list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stella, after watching last night's January 6th public hearings, I have only one question to ask. If these insurrectionist Republicans did nothing wrong, why were they asking for pardons? And then embedded in this email is, this is what made me laugh so hard. There's a tweet from Adrian Fontes. Um, where he's retweeting this article that says Scott Perry contacted the White House in the weeks after January 6th to seek a presidential pardon. And Adrian Fonte's um, commentary is, but if they did nothing wrong, (laughs) question mark, why do they need a pardon? And um, this hardline stance I say we kick them all out of office, and the Constitution supports it. The 14th Amendment clearly outlines that no public official who participates in insurrection or rebellion against our nation shall hold public office. Together, we have the opportunity to hold insurrectionist Mark Fincham accountable for his role in undermining the 2020 election. It's our duty to honor the Constitution and keep Fincham far from Arizona's top election office. Stella, I dedicated my life to protecting our democracy when I became a U.S. Marine, and I hold that oath today in my campaign for Arizona Secretary of State. Will you chip in $5 right now to help defeat insurrectionist Mark Fincham and keep him away from our elections? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he's checking some boxes there. I'm pretty sure this is not how the Constitution is supposed to work either. I'm pretty sure it's the, uh, you know, the House of Representatives. I think they're the ones who, uh, you know, enforce that. I don't think that uh, if someone is, you know, doing impeachable things, I don't think the right uh, course of action is to just vote against them. Ask, I think yeah. ask them to probably vote for their own impeachment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can a, that's not how it's supposed state, to work. I know about the constitution. Yeah. What can a, like a state secretary of state do? You know, too. Really. Yeah. Uh, keep the voter rolls uh, fresh. You know. 
That's about it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of our emails. <laughs> I have a I have one last throwback that you can't may or may not want to delete. Uh, <laughs> it's called "Can You Believe?" and it's from Jonathan Van Ness, who I think is uh, <laughs> a fellow. Yeah, former Des Moines resident Ben Mora's favorite person on any Queer Eye <laughs> television show. Yeah. Um, anyway, it says, Hey, Evan, you may be wondering, what's that guy with the gorge hair from Queer Eye doing emailing me? <laughs> Honestly, it's a fair question, but I wanted to talk to you about something so important, the 2018 midterms. It's coming up faster than you think, and we all need to make sure we're doing everything we can to help elect Democrats in Iowa this year. I've been working closely with Amber Gustafson for Iowa Senate. She's a fierce queen who is fighting for things that are so important to me, like access to quality education, health care for all, and women's equality. Uh, so, and Amber's just one of many amazing candidates we have this year, so that's why I'm asking, can you make a donation to help progressive candidates like Amber win this year? Evan, you know I'm all about self-care. I want people to be their best selves by emphasizing what's already great about them. Well, what's already great about Iowa is that you have the right candidates to create a blue wave this year. So now I want <laughs> Iowa to be its best self, and only you can help. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh my god. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Wow, that's an incredible that find. Gold, Evan. I needed that. <laughs> I had no idea that Jonathan Van Ness campaigned for uh, Amber. That's great. Fierce queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's been my experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this um, terrible opinion piece that was in the Des Moines Register briefly, since we're talking about abortion? I don't know if you read sure. this or not. I don't know if I'm aware of it. So, uh, again, the Supreme Court decision came out on June 24th, and this was in the Des Moines Register that same day. This is an opinion piece by Maggie DeWitt, who is the executive director of Pulse Life Advocates, which was formerly known as Iowans for Life. Uh, so their website is pulseforlife.org. And the uh, the address listed on their website is the same address as Unity Lutheran Church in Des Moines. So, Des Moines listeners, be aware. The Unity Lutheran Church hosts Pulse for Life, a group whose uh, executive director, Maggie DeWitt, wrote this piece that I'm about to read for you. All right, headline. Iowa needs to approve the Protect Life Amendment and pass legislation to eliminate abortion. Again, this is Maggie DeWitt of Pulse Life Advocates, hosted by the Unity Lutheran Church in Des Moines. She writes, Today is the day we ended the federal abortion law, and Roe v. Wade was finally and completely overturned. After nearly 50 years, we are righting an egregious wrong, a wrong to the magnitude of slavery and the Holocaust. The scourge of abortion oh has plagued our country Jesus. for half a century, and in its wake, the death of 65 million of our pre-born brothers and sisters. No more. We are righting the wrong. We are correcting the ship, and we are marching full steam ahead. Iowans for Life, now Pulse Life Advocates, has been working for 50 years in Iowa to see this day come true. The longest-standing statewide pro-life organization in Iowa has now seen the biggest victory ever. I thank God for the founders of this organization and the years of relentless battle to get us to where we are today. 
We will continue to work, but this ruling has given us the hope and encouragement and renewed motivation to fight harder and work more. Tomorrow the work begins in a post-Roe society. Abortion law will return to the individual states, and here in Iowa, we will continue to educate on the need for our Protect Life Amendment and pass legislation to eliminate abortion. So, uh, yeah, this was in the <clears throat> opinion section of the Des Moines Register the day that Roe was overturned. I guess the, uh, the editorial board at the Des Moines Register thought this was worthy of print, uh, saying that 50 years of uh, abortion being kind of allowed under Roe v. Wade is uh, equivalent to slavery and the Holocaust. <laughs> Gracing the pages of our state's paper of record. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, shit, we lost Evan. All right, well, hopefully Evan will come back. But um, since this opinion piece from Maggie DeWitt is talking about the uh, uh, Protect Life Amendment in Iowa... Do you know what the current mm -hmm. status of that is? I know I saw something about how like there was a court injunction on that and uh, Reynolds is trying to get them to overturn that. Yeah, I think Natalie would probably, she would know the most about it. My understanding was they weren't going to, I think Kim Reynolds, right when the Roe decision came out overturning Roe v. Wade, she said something like, it's not on her legislative agenda to revisit abortion in this current legislative session, but she is vehemently yeah. anti-choice. Mm -hmm. She really, really, like, I think she feels extremely passionately and exactly the way this editorialist does about um, abortion rights. And so I think as soon as she possibly can, this is going to be front and center for her. I feel like not only does she believe it, really deeply like as a person that she needs to <laughs> prevent abortion from happening but i think mm -hmm. she also campaigned on that really hard yeah. like it's just something that she has ne she's never faltered on and so i wouldn't be surprised like i mean it, it's just so ridiculous that the court decision was like the right to an abortion is enshrined in iowa's constitution it is a right that, um, let me find the exact language they used. Cause it was like all about how like the Iowa constitution basically protects bodily autonomy and da, 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 da. Yeah. And now they're basically like JK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's similar to Roe and it's like a constitutional foundation in that it's a, a right to privacy exactly. thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to that, but like, it's just so ridiculous. Like the language that they used there was so, I don't know, like lofty and <laughs> all about how like this is something that is an inalienable right. And now it's like, oh, j just kidding. We actually don't mean that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll overturn it. They pretend like like Supreme Court rulings are like i don't know enlightened and and above the the sort of partisan yeah. back and forth but obviously i mean we know they're not but it's it's just interesting how that's being like like even the rhetoric of that is kind of falling apart like they're not even really pretending exactly, anymore yeah 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 so i'm sure as soon as as it's possible they'll overturn that decision and yeah well the, and the Reynolds saying that it's not on her like immediate legislative agenda is almost 
worrying to me. Like they're, they're not, they don't feel a sense of urgency enough to like call a special session. It's just like, yeah, obviously we, there's a foregone conclusion and we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> they know they're going to get We're their in way. No rush, yeah. Yeah. I don't need to. We're going to take our time right and away. make it as draconian as possible. And like right, with yeah. the trigger laws in Missouri, right? Like people are probably already mm-hmm. coming from Missouri to Iowa to get abortion care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely going to be the next focus of the anti-choice movement is preventing people from leaving states Mm -hmm. or making it really difficult for them to go access abortion care in a state where it's still like semi-legal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure we're going to be one of the states with the most restrictive abortion laws if Kim Reynolds has her way, which I'm sure she will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting to compare that to like the fundraising emails we were reading where it's like, Everything hinges on Democrats retaking the majority, but like that's not going to happen. And you can tell from like the the uh, Republican response that they have no, there's no delusion. Like they know that they're going to stay in power and gain power <laughs> in the next election. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what I expect from Democrats, but it's I don't know. They're just kind of lying. <laughs> Like no, is anyone really convinced that like they could possibly flip any seats this year? <laughs> I wonder too if this is just like, I mean, I know they're evil, but that doesn't mean they're dumb. Like they're mm-hmm. they're gonna they're seeing the writing on the wall, and I'm sure they made tons of money when Trump was in power. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, like he was doing something freaky every day, and it was a great way for them to get money because people were so outraged, so scared. And I'm sure like they don't mind being, you know, the underdog party. And I just feel like they're never going to get in power ever again after this election. This is it. It's going to be all Republicans. So this is just kind of a big final fundraising push <laughs> before like, like how much money can we get out of these people Yeah, right now? And then we'll never be in power again. I mean, if that and then we can fundraise off that Supreme Court case about <laughs> states deciding their own election results gets sent through, then then yeah, it's probably over. I think the time yeah. uh, is uh, probably here for disobedience and not for rule following at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but they're obviously they Do can't endorse <laughs> any of that. Their mon- your money. Yeah. Do not give them your money right now or ever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you say they can't endorse that, but like, really? Is there ever a point where they could? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think probably not. I guess. I don't know. No, remember, I mean, Biden was saying these protests, like, they must be kept peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, fucking snipers on the Supreme Court aiming their their rifles at protesters' heads. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you better remain peaceful then. Yeah. If you break the peace, you might. (laughs) <laughs> well since you brought up uh protests and peaceful shit uh, <laughs> i guess we, could, <laughs> we can talk briefly about that truck thing in cedar rapids <sighs> there have been a couple of uh marches uh demonstrating in support of reproductive rights in cedar rapids our hometown Woo! and uh the first big one was on the night of uh the row overturning thing and uh, a, a guy driving a truck with um, 
Shit, what what are, what do they call license plates when you put your own vanity plates? <laughs> vanity plates. Yeah, uh, vanity yeah. plates. <laughs> a truck with fucking vanity plates ran some people over. Uh which seems like bad opsec if you are the type to uh violently attack protesters. <laughs> um the type who violently attack protesters don't have to worry about opsec cuz they well, don't generally not. get punished. <laughs> so, yeah. This In this asshole. case, yeah. Yeah. My understanding is he left a line of cars that were blocked by the mm-hmm. protest. The protest was winding down. Protesters were leaving. And so he broke out of line so that he could run a red light too and then hit at least two protesters. Who were in a crosswalk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crossing the street like 100% legally like by the letter of street crossing rules uh yeah this this is the way that liz lens was uh recalling what she witnessed uh publicly and i also have talked to people privately about what they witnessed so yeah i I believe the story as it has been reported the guy didn't want to wait in line was so angry that people were protesting in favor of abortion and he thought he would take out a few of those Super pro life, super on brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. um, I think according to Liz, there was a woman in the truck, like screaming, yeah. like begging him not to kill people with, like, commit yeah. Vehic- yeah. vehicular homicide. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The impression that uh, onlookers got was that this man was being yelled at by his wife not to run people over. <laughs> yeah. So the vanity plates were, uh, it's the word raptor. Like a dinosaur raptor, but put a W at the beginning. So W R A P T O R. And of course, when you run people over with your truck with vanity plates, you are very easy to identify <laughs> by anyone who knows how to look up uh, license plate numbers. Yep. Uh, this truck is registered to a company called Pipe Pro Incorporated. So. Pipe Pro, it's probably plumbing, right? I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of contractor. <laughs> My favorite theory, too, is um, so Pipe Pro got a big PPP loan. Yeah. And this huge, big, like, new truck was, like, wouldn't it be just so funny? Like, I'm sure, like, it was purchased with this PPP loan <laughs> and then it used to, like, kill people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pipe Pro Incorporated is owned by David Huston. I don't think he has been like definitively identified as the man who was driving the truck at the time. Mm-hmm. But David Huston owns Pipe Pro Incorporated, where the truck is registered. And as Stella just mentioned, people found Pipe Pro Incorporated on whatever that website is where you can look up who got a PPP loan. Mm-hmm. They got a loan totaling $1,179,800. They claim every single dollar of that went towards payroll. (laughs) And uh, the whole thing was forgiven, including the roughly uh, $7,000 of interest. Whole thing was written off. (laughs) Yep. That's like 90%. Like, I, there's so much fraud that happened with the PPP stuff, and I yeah. don't think that they really spent any resources investigating any of it. Not that we're right. alleging just, that they committed fraud with this PPP loan. <laughs> but someone who doesn't, who has no problem with, like, 
killing people with his car. Like, do you think he's going to be super scrupulous when it comes from taking money? I'm just saying for our legal liability purposes, we're not Um. alleging anything. (laughs) (laughs) I would never besmirch a local uh, small business owner like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like on Wendy Williams' show, the um, allegedly sign is flashing right now to... (laughs) Uh, thankfully, a lot of people have found Pipe Pro on Yelp and Google <laughs> and given them some fantastic reviews and fucked up their star ratings, which mm-hmm. we love to see. People might think they're pipe amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I attended the following March, which was um, just a couple days ago, July 1st in cedar rapids and i'm happy to report no one was hit by a vehicle (laughs) there was a truck following us (laughs) oh oh my god you're kidding (laughs) yeah no there there was a truck following us and recording oh my god that's fucking scary would you remind our listeners what the coralville police said when you tried to report your own experience getting hit by a car during a protest in the summer of 2020 yeah i think i I talked about the whole story on an episode with Evan and our friend Derosia. I don't, I don't know what episode number that is. 34. So there's a video of me being hit by a very slowly moving car. There was a, an article about that in the press citizen, if I remember right. And they, I guess, uh, asked for comment from the Coralville police department and their statement was, well, no one reported this. So what can we do? So just to see what would happen, yeah. I called I called the Coralville <laughs> Police Department and said, hey, I was in that video getting hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> and you got really far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I they took it to, really seriously. Yeah, I talked to some cop. I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, paraphrasing, he basically said, well, I see two crimes being committed in that, in that video. <laughs> So if we investigate the one, we have to investigate the other. Are you prepared for that? Like basically threatening oh, you. Oh man. Of course the law has has shifted further in the in favor of the drivers in situations like that. So don't expect anything to ever happen to anyone who's hitting protesters with their cars. There was another in incident in Cedar Rapids probably. too. Wasn't there there was like one where people got hurt i thought or maybe i'm well uh, somebody ended up in the hospital from the truck in cedar rapids but i don't think it's uh, super serious oh man yeah yeah i think their i think their foot got run over and we have now we've lost lost stella Stella. this has been yeah (laughs) maybe we should conclude the episode before anything worse happens to us yeah i guess we're (laughs) cursed i guess we're it's bad karma from trashing all those democratic politicians who are just trying to do everything they possibly can to protect abortion rights. Maybe you should feel best. like bad. Maybe yeah. it's because I invoked the uh, name of our podcast's greatest enemy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're we're paying the price now. Yeah. Well, before we go, uh, I just want to let listeners know that my band Wombat will be playing at the Public Space One Close House. That's the mansion on Gilbert Street on July twenty fifth. We will be in Des Moines playing at XBK, which is a very cool venue. I'm shocked that we booked it. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, we'll be dude. There on July 26th, and we're also going to try to play in Chicago on July 28th. If anyone happens to be listening from Chicago, 
We're having trouble finding a venue also. So if you happen to own uh, some kind of warehouse or something in Chicago and you would like us to make noise in there, let me know. I would take him up on that. <laughs> We're just uh, concluding the episode before anything worse <laughs> happens to us. <laughs> what is this, Impedicast? Impedicast? Is that what you call it? <laughs> impede cast oh is that what i never listened to it so i always read that's it. a classic that's uh from the podcast archives <laughs> yeah pre-caucus days <laughs> justin's pre-rock hard caucus podcasts yeah true justin heads will know it was a good one it was funny i enjoyed it actually i yeah i was slightly in one of the episodes oh nice uh we went went to adventure land and that was the first one, yeah. 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 The highs were in that, and Tony was in that, too. Tony so was in of, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of our crew. Yeah. Yep. Should we, uh, we should shout out the Iowa Abortion Access Fund and the Iowa Janes Collective yes. as well. Definitely. Yep. Check them out. Give them money before you give them to Democrats. Yeah. Do not give a single <laughs> yeah. dollar to the Democratic Party. Give it to your local abortion access fund. Natalie, mm-hmm. get better soon. <laughs> there's also a, a 40, 40 days of abortion rights activism thing going on that I th- I think was uh, initially uh, launched by the Iowa City DSA's Reproductive Rights Working Group. Um, I will post a link to that in this episode description so you can keep up on it. Mm-hmm. And also, I implore you, visit our website, rockhardcock.us. If you are in a local band, you can send us music that I can put at the end of this episode and shout you out and give you free advertising. Yeah. And don't forget to chip $15 at our Patreon so that we can really show Mitch McConnell who is his boss. (laughs) Yeah. We're actually Mitch McConnell's boss. Um, (laughs) We're working on firing, but we have to go through HR and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> they're they're difficult to work with. So, did you know senators have a union? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.